Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the All Kings Podcast. I am your host, Corbin, with my co-host, Tate. And today we have on one of the premier launchpads slash marketplaces on Hedera right now. Please welcome Patricia and Eli of Hedera Sentient. Hey, guys. It's a true honor to host both of you today. Thank you. Appreciate being here. Absolutely. Awesome being here. Yeah. (laughs) So, so tell us a little bit about Hedera Sentient. What are you guys trying to do, and you know, the platform as a whole? Trisha, you want to jump in there? Or you want me to? Yes, I can. Um, so we started as an art project where Sam was doing um, art NFTs uh, mostly, but uh, Sam is also an amazing dev, and he started um, coding for for his own uh, art launch uh, and he decided well why not uh, start using these tools to help other people launch their projects as well so we started with the launch path and pretty soon we had a marketplace also um functional because that man is the flash hovedera like i call him <laughs> like he's really a fast and experienced dev and that for us it's really awesome to work with him knowing that he does everything so fast and everything works and this is the main point for us so yeah Eli yeah she pretty much hit all the points started as an art project you know when I first joined Sanchiant I was a regular Hedera NFT degen I saw some cool artwork I bought one discord was nothing there was not, not much happening no revenue no marketplace nothing was happening at all and then uh, slowly over time, it became what it was. And he started doing dev work and launch pads and stuff. And I eventually joined the team. And nice. here we are. That's awesome. What gave him the vision to create the launch pad itself? Uh, he really wanted to be an asset to the Hedera NFT space and give a space for other artists and projects to launch that was better than what was available. He didn't feel like the technology capability of Hedera was being utilized well enough for projects in general, so he wanted to change that. Nice. And th- there was also the financial aspect because before uh, all launch pads would charge a huge amount and upfront, mm-hmm. and we don't do that. People that uh, launched with Sentient, uh, they pay a small percentage of each NFT sold, while the rest goes directly to the project wallet. So that's also a, a major selling point and something that Sam really wanted to make sure that it was fair for everyone because not all projects have a lot of money to start with. A, a new project can't pay a large fee to a launch pad. So something that has a great idea and that has great potential, it's going to be left out of the ecosystem for many reasons and it makes no sense. And then the other thing choice. he wanted to do uh, sorry. The other thing he wanted to do for people was to set up a reasonable source of passive income for people that own revenue NFTs on the platform. He's really interested in making that an ongoing benefit for everybody. So how would that work? Uh, so the long-term goal is that we have a percentage of every transaction on the platform and every mint goes into a community treasury called Sentient Treasury. You can actually view that on the website see every transaction and how much goes into it. It's pretty cool analytics there. And then the revenue NFTs are going to be staked. Uh, Staking should be going live today, possibly tomorrow with the latest. 
And then you're going to have a claim a button on your account when you connect your wallet that will constantly track the amount of uh, claim HBAR you can grab each time, depending on the NFTs you have staked. So that way we're giving out, we're not giving out uh, passive income based off of nothing like a security and we're giving it out for platform involvement. Makes it easier for taxes and keeps us a little safer. And it helps you guys also with taxes as well, because it's more or less an expense rather than anything else. Correct. Yeah. Are you guys uh, mainly based in the U.S. or you guys international or? We are all over the place. So <laughs> I'm in the U.S. Uh, Patricia's over in Portugal. We have a couple of guys cool. in Australia. Uh, Sam is in Spain. We're all over the world. How big is the team? That's awesome. So right Good now question. we have six, Eight? Uh, seven. I'm counting six or seven. Pretty small. Yeah, definitely. Tighten it. Yeah but definitely gets the job done. That's for sure. Absolutely. Sometimes it's better, to have, sure. it's better to have a small team and you know that everyone is on the same pace and everyone is organized and things are done than having a bigger team. And it starts to get so dispersed that things fall through the cracks and things are not being done because it's so big that you can't organize it. So we're pretty happy with the current team that we have right now. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> so comparing Hedera Sentience to a marketplace like Zeus, what would you say is your advantages to Zeus in today's market? The unique features, too. Yes. So one of our biggest plays from the very beginning of our marketplace was to have features that made it easier for the user to interact with the marketplace and sell and buy things than they currently have. So one of those, for example, uh, everyone's used an NFT marketplace by now, right? Every time you make an offer, list something, buy something, relist it, change the price, you got to pay a gas fee, right? We're all used yeah. to that. So one of our biggest things is that instead of doing it that way, uh, you can actually just authenticate with your wallet on our site after you connect and change your prices and update your listings without having to pay a gas fee anymore. Wow. So that was a big one. Streamline that yeah. process for everybody. And then another thing that we've done is we made an escrow model available for purchasing NFTs so that the, the bid process is faster. So, for example, if you put a bid on something, you're going to have an escrow limit attached to your wallet where it says, let's say, 4,000 HBAR out of whatever you have that you're willing to spend on stuff. And up to that amount, you can put bids on everything. And then if the seller accepts your bid, it automatically does the sale, it takes your HBAR and gives you the NFT without you even doing anything. So up to your limit. So it's a seamless process. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So streamlined, right. seamless, less cost. Those are all kind of niches Absolutely. we're trying to hit. So yeah. that thing that you you do the you bid on an item, then the seller accepts it, then the seller needs to wait to see if you are going to go through with your bid or not. That's not going to happen because it's immediate. And that's yeah. exactly that's what the. Hedera Hashgraph ecosystem really needs because with yep. the Hashgraph technology, everything is seamless, streamlined. And if we're able to integrate, integrate, yeah, very fast as well. And if we're able to integrate all of this into the NFT ecosystem as well, it's just overall going to help the whole entire community grow and just bring more exposure to the space. Yep, exactly. And that's a big deal with Sam. 
he he loves dev work like he actually enjoys it he's crazy so the capability that hedera has he wants to apply that to community and make it usable and see what awesome thing comes out like that's the part of it that he loves doing yeah also that zelda ringtone yeah yeah that was a text (laughs) message sorry it's all good it's all good Um, our our biggest advantage with with sam is that um he's there for more than 15 years so this helps a lot because he has a lot of dev experience and all the dev experience that he has is now applying to the Hedera ecosystem. And we have a lot of great devs on Hedera, that's for sure. But to have someone this amount of knowledge, it's really beneficial for us because he's done and he's still doing a lot of things that are different from everything that exists on the Hedera ecosystem right now. Yeah, yeah. Good devs are hard to find, but once you find them, they're keepers, typically. Indeed. <laughs> Especially for Java coding. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I also I also like that you guys have uh rarities baked into like if you if you go and look at all of your, your NFTs on the dashboard, it'll actually tell you the the rarity for, for all of them too, which <clears throat> competing marketplaces uh do not have. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the kind of stuff we're trying to hit. We're trying to make it so a user can get on there and have all the tools they need to take advantage of their NFTs in the marketplace and not have to look at five different screens or go all over the place or ask questions to Discord for an hour. We want them to be able to sit down, look at their NFTs, look at the marketplace, do what they want and bounce. Yeah, make it super easy. Less of a hurdle for adoption. Very good, very good. And overall, (laughs) very helpful resource because you don't have to worry about having like five different tabs open just to figure out five different resources when you can just all find it in one place. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the, the biggest obstacles that you guys have faced with just like the creation of Hedera Sentient, building a community, all that good stuff? Uh, so for example, um, right now, uh, I have to say that we haven't done much advertising for the, the marketplace, for example, and it's worth to mouth right now. People talk with friends and they come and we see a lot of people joining our Discord and it's also a, a great thing because of that. Um, but um, I would say that it's the fact that people are so used to using one platform that they are a bit on the fence about moving but once they do they realize okay i can do this and i can do that and oh whoa i had no idea that they allowed me to do this and (laughs) they will eventually come and start using the marketplace and we have people that are now only listing on sentient for example so that's amazing wait wait you mean i don't have to wait three weeks to get my (laughs) item listed on zeus (laughs) no wow (laughs) Exactly. That's definitely been our biggest hurdle is just getting exposure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Corbin, did we did we even list the Hedera crowns on Hedera Sentient? Or did it automatically happen? I think it automatically happened, or one of the community members uh actually just went through it with for it. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like one because day we, we woke up and we're on Hedera Sentient and we've reached out to happened. Zeus and it's like nothing's happened. <laughs> because we have the um, we have the um, a chat where project um, founders or community um, community members can can drop the the project ID, and then Sam goes to that chat several times a day, and it just uploads the project IDs and it syncs on our marketplace. Easy and as it's that. that easy, smart. 
Yeah, that's a nice it's a nice middle ground between something like Hash Guild, which is like fully like decentralized. You literally list anything or even make like a rug like God forbid or like maybe like a copycat NFT. And then between like something like Zeus, which is fully curated, but there's also like a long like list of like people who are trying to get their stuff listed. And it just it just takes a long time to do it. So that's a that's a nice little hybrid way of of doing it. It's like the best of both worlds because then Sam can actually go in and like check stuff. I like that. Cool. Nice. So we do have some questions that have been asked by our community. Obviously, you, mm-hmm. you both should know we are the Alt Kings. We have our own community as well. And one of the first questions that was asked is by a man named GS Nerd. Um, how can you lead the HBAR space in terms of innovation? We kind of t- talked about it a little bit, but if there's anything else you could add on to that. Yes, I, I would say that so far, I think we've already replied to that question yeah, with yeah. everything new that Sam is building for the platform and implementing exactly that it's seen for the first time on the Hedera ecosystem. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then a another question we got was from a gentleman by the name of Swiss Cheeser. Fun name. <laughs> He asked, how how will Flower Punk Society be used in future Sentient Lands projects? And can we know a little bit more about the plans for Sentient Lands? So we can't tell you a whole lot about that right now. Uh, It's kind of still under wraps. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. And we we talked about that last night with him as well, because he's also on our Discord. The reason (laughs) why we can't give um, a lot of details, it's because Sam keeps this under wraps. Because imagine, he was going to tell the team how this would work. And I have a ton of age bar, for example. I don't, but let's say that I have a ton of age bar. I could easily buy all the flower punks knowing what the plans are in terms of lands. And this is insider trading. So Sam is really careful with this. So things about the project, we know what we need to know, the absolutely necessary thing to help as team members, for the platform, for the launchpad marketplace. But in terms of what he wants to build with the NFTs, he keeps this under wraps so that, yep. so that we as team members don't take advantage of that information. So what the community knows in terms of sentient plans and how the NFTs will be used, the flower punks will be used for sentient plans, what it's mentioned by Sam on the general chat, it's exactly what we know right now as team members. Yep. Beautiful. Pretty much exactly correct. The only two details that we do know right now are that uh, the family house trait of the NFT will have something to do with where the location of the land is. Mm-hmm. And the rank trait will have something to do with the size of said land. But that's really the only details we currently have. Very exciting. And it's, it's community knowledge already. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Sure. And then lastly, Mr. Mello, what is your verification process before listing a project as well as before placing on the launch pad? Patricia, you want to get that? You're on onboarding. But uh, this situation, this question, you think it's more about onboarding a project to launch or a collection that was already created? Because a collection that was already created, we already mentioned that the team, uh, the person goes to the to the chat, drops the project ID, and Sam goes through that chat and adds to the to the marketplace. But yeah. for a project to launch on our launchpad, 
we have an onboarding team and I usually conduct the, the onboarding interviews for that. We do um, an interview to make sure that we are talking to a real person, that it's not a scam project, it's not, a, you know, all those rug pulls that are around. I'm not going to say that we will never list a rug pull because that would be almost impossible to happen, but at least we try our best to not to do that. So we talk to the, to the creators of the project, with the founders, we try to know their motiv motivation to launch the NFT, um, and we do a gigantic size of questions because we don't want to have like um, a schematic of, of questions that we ask every single project, because if we do that, it's easy for um, rugs to know what we are going to ask and manipulate us in that way. So every interview, every doxing stamp, it's going to be different. Every onboarding process is going to be different. So we don't have a set standard for that to avoid that projects can manipulate us uh, in launching their, their projects. It's all personalized. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, it's a great way to have it's it. Always some yeah, it's always interesting people trying to like skim around that because their 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 goal is to rug, so they're gonna try and you know, exactly. sneak in there. <laughs> and we have all been in the in the NFT space even before Hedera and on Hedera for a long time. We have pretty good sensors for when someone is trying to get around stuff and trying to finagle things. We're usually pretty good at spotting that early. Sure. How how did you guys actually find HBar like to 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 begin with? <laughs> so this is kind of a funny story. I I originally found HBAR way back in the beginning when I first got into crypto like four years ago because I was looking for logistics and F, uh, logistics network cryptos. And I just happened to bring up an article about Hedera and some pharmaceutical company using it to track their, their shipping items and stuff. So I bought a bunch of HBAR and just sat on it until about six months ago when I finally found out there was NFTs. And then I wow. spent a good probably, I don't know, what do you think, Patricia, two or three months trying to drag you over here? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> two months, more or less, yeah. We can safely say that. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the fact is that I was already in, in crypto myself. I'm part of the space since uh, early 2019. I did content create, creating uh, for crypto as well, for a crypto platform. So I was not new to any of this. And myself also bought HBAR in the very beginning. I started with Bitcoin, of course. It was my first purchase. And then I evolved to altcoins. And I also had a, a good size bag of HBAR that was just there. Just it was a bag of HBAR. I wasn't doing anything with it. And when, when Eli told me about um, the fact that we had NFTs in Hedera, it was really a surprise for me because I was used to <laughs> Ethereum NFTs and I knew about Solana and XRP and all that, that they were launching NFTs. But I actually had no idea that we had already um, such a big amount of projects having NFTs over at Hedera. And it was really a nice surprise. And here I am like six months later or I don't know, five months later with more than 400 Hedera NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta stack them all. Yeah, you guys, you guys <laughs> actually came in at a fantastic time of where like the sort of, sort of the bones or I guess the, the foundation mm -hmm. of everything had already been there. You have the one token ID system, you know, 
you guys are, I would argue, building a superior marketplace. <clears throat> um, but, you know, there was already, you know, one there to begin with. And like, just just like the basic core infrastructure was already there. And you didn't have to go through, actually, a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. So you guys didn't have to go through the the dark winter of many moons ago of exact, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, kind of dying. <laughs> and then nobody having a wallet for like three months. No. Yeah, I missed all that. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Well, you guys came <laughs> exactly. at the right time then. <laughs> well, but maybe if Sam was around at that time, maybe he would have started with a sentient wallet. <laughs> so we never yeah. know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> My next questions are based upon Sam. I really would like to know your guys' relationship with him and how you guys found him. Because it seems as if Sam is... The, the mastermind behind the, the vision towards the Dare Sentient. He, and I'd love founder. to know exactly. how you guys' intertwining connections were with them and how the team was created, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I found him first. Uh, I was literally just looking for random HBAR NFTs because I had just joined the space and had no clue what was happening. Uh, there, I bought a random sentient piece because I liked the artwork and I wasn't sure if there was ever going to be utility or was going to do anything. I just wanted to have a piece of an artwork project because maybe it'll be worth something someday. So I bought a Phantom, dumped up my wallet, joined the Discord and sat there for a little bit, just talking to Sam occasionally, seeing what was going on in the project, following announcements. I wasn't really heavily involved because I was in a whole bunch of other stuff at the time. Yeah. But then there was a day where he did the beta testing uh, for those, uh, the beta card test for his minting platform. And I pulled Patricia onto that too. And then I kind of realized that he was a dev also because his platform was built on Azure, which is not easy. Mm -hmm. And he was doing the airdrop with the beta cards. So I started buying more of those and kind of moving some of my assets uh, off the market to HBAR so I could get into sentient more and just kind of built from there. And uh, so far as talking to Sam, uh, he does a lot of dev work in the background and stuff. Sure. And he, but he listens to us on community matters and things like that. So we really were the front end and he's the back end, literally speaking. <laughs> awesome. Exactly. Exactly. And well, it was exactly what happened to me. So Eli brought me to, to Sentient. I started buying Sentient pieces um, because I like the fact that they are one-to-one and not um the kind of um artwork that you find like very often you know so um i started buying those and then eli was already part of the of the team he told sam to to talk to me because you he thought that i would be a good a good person to have on the team and sam invited me i said yes right away because i was already in love with the project at that time and here we go nice so yeah, there's a little bit of, of hidden history there in case you guys are curious. Patricia and I have been kind of attached at the hip together in in just Web3 in general since pretty much early 2020. Nice. Sure. <laughs> now, how did you both meet? Uh, we met on a random Ethereum uh, game project that we were both on <laughs> just in the Discord and then just became friends over time and just have been dragging each other around Web3 ever since. Yeah, that's, a, mm-hmm. that's great. It's like partnering that's crime. Awesome. So when you guys see me call him you dog and stuff like that, we really have a good friendship, so I can do that. <laughs> That's great. Fair enough. <laughs> so what's been your favorite part about working with Sam and the experience on working 
a part of the team on Hedera Sentient. So my personal favorite thing is that I've been in a lot of projects where I've been a moderator or something, and I don't know anything. I don't know what's happening. They don't tell me anything. If I have an idea, they don't listen. We have, we've all been there, right? Yeah. But uh, Sam listens to us, tells us things we need to know it, uh, changes his opinion based on our recommendations, uh, trusts us with things. It's it's not just being on a team and having the community. It's also being valued and treated like we matter to the main, to the main guy and are part of the team instead of just a random person that might be a mod for a little while. For sure. So it's really like a close-knit family, which is nice. Inclusive rather than exclusive. For sure. Absolutely. And you guys can see that as well. Um, Sam does that with the team members uh, and also with the community. When the a community member suggests something, he, he goes, he tries to change the platform. Um, this happens really a lot and it's awesome to see and besides that the fact that someone listens to us for me one of the the best things is really the the community dealing with the community being there to to help because we have a great community in Hedera and it's not the type of community that you find on other networks because on other networks you know that uh, there's a lot of insults and stuff like that and we don't have that on Adara and I hope that we stay this way forever because it's a lot better for us and so dealing with the, with the community, it's an amazing part of being a team member at Sandian Nice Yeah, absolutely, the, uh, the family aspect of Hedera I don't think is actually ever going to go away unless yeah. somehow like a lot more toxic people enter the space, but like <laughs> I think because everybody knows each other that it's going to be mm -hmm. easy to to weed those people out. I hope so. Yeah. I feel like we've already experienced some things of that nature. Just because I mean, we are Hedera's already starting to ramp up and just sheer volume with people, investors and HBAR volume. And the more people that continue to onboard Yes, we will have some bad people in the space, but it seems as if we are weaving in and out of those bad people to make sure that people don't lose money, people don't get scammed, and people just are being being just good people in the space, more or less. Because that's all that HBAR is really focused on is good practice, from what it exactly. seems. And yeah. I think that the fact that we have such a great community helps when new people join the space and see, oh, they are so friendly and welcomed. So yeah. I'm going to be friendly as well. I'm not going to be a bad person when everyone is here trying to help me and trying to tell me about projects and where to go or not to go. So this helps a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely just personally ran into a lot of people coming to Hedera to get away from, uh, Bad situations and other chains. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not the the person to be against asking difficult questions because I believe all questions are good, although they might not necessarily have the best the best intentions behind them. It is still a question, and it is still somebody's thoughts. Therefore, that it deserves to have an answer behind it. And so, I think that all questions are good, and I think. I think questioning other people's questions is also a value factor because the more that we're able to question each other and make sure that everybody is playing their part and integrating and not using malpractices in the space, 
the more we'll be able to grow and the more that we'll be able to build overall. And I think that the more we're able to question and resolve the questions, it'll just overall help the ecosystem build and inspire, really. Exactly. If I'm part of the pro- of a project where you ask a question and it's ignored or dismissed in some kind of way, that's when I start to worry. Yeah. Why are they not addressing this? Why are they trying to shut this question down? What's happening? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that's my number one thing is just making sure the community gets attention and gets their issues addressed and gets their questions answered. Like I try to be available to them as much as possible for that particular reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big yeah, fact. That's the other cool thing about yeah, it's the other cool thing about HBAR is like the, the creators are always around. Always. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, you don't really see that in a lot of other chains. So having that that level of transparency or their mods are top notch. So <laughs> <laughs> and are generally well known by people. Yeah. It's like the mods are like a, a second representation of the creators themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's it. So what what can we see for the future of Hedera Sentient? What is what does the 2023 roadmap look like? So we've got some pretty exciting features coming. We've talked about we've talked about uh, the marketplace ramping up, the lands coming. Uh, we've talked about what features we're working on already, but there's some new stuff coming to the marketplace. Uh, bulk sales, for example, you're going to be able to eventually group NFTs together in a package and sell that. That's going to cool. be fun. Uh, we're going to have a bulk sending tool for airdrops and stuff coming eventually. Uh, Patricia, is there anything else you need want to tell them about? We already have the snapshot tool that anyone can mm-hmm. use on our uh, website as well. It's it's free for anyone to use. If you want, for example, that's for your project, you want to do a snapshot, you can use our tool. It's there. Just go there. You do a snapshot. You see your users, if they have the item listed, if it's not listed. So this is something that it's there, but it's going to be improved as well. Um, so tons of great stuff coming Truly. our way in 2023. <laughs> yep, that snapshot tool is free, by the way. It's just <laughs> on the tool link on the website. Anybody can go right. use it. Anybody yeah, can dope. use it. That was my next question. I was about to ask. So say if you don't <laughs> launch your project through Hedera Sentient, will you still be able to utilize a lot of the tools that Hedera Sentient offers regardless of launching through there so yes and no uh any tool that just grabs data and displays it to you yes so like the snapshot tool anybody can go use it and put in data and download the csv file and move on that's fine uh anytime you want to look at analytics for the marketplace collections that kind of stuff that's all there anything that's going to cost gas fees like bulk sending stuff like that or dev time obviously that's going to require a platform involvement or fees or, or some sort of agreement uh, as a launch pad or whatever before people can use it. Sure. But okay. We sure. also analyze that um, on a case-to-case basis. For example, imagine that yep. you guys need um, a tool or um, you, you already launched, right? But you need a tool that would be uh, specific for you guys and really needed, and that tool is nowhere to be found. You can talk to us and Sam will see if he can put that in place mm-hmm. and if fast, in terms so that you can guys can use it and how much it would be. And when I say how much, it's usually very small fees just to cover a bit of Sam's time and the testing that he needs to, to be doing. So, so I, I, I dare to say that 
if you launch with us or not, it's not an impeachment for using anything that we have. That's, yep. that's very great to hear. It's reassuring because I see a lot of value that comes behind Adair Sentient. And although we necessarily didn't use it as our launch pad, I'd still like to utilize some things that are used through the just the platform itself. Because sure. it seems as if you guys have a lot of benefits and values that come with being a launch pad and being a marketplace as well. And I think a lot of creators are going to be able to utilize everything that is there. Yeah. So talking about creators, there's one other thing. Go ahead, Eli. Go ahead. There's one other thing coming this year for creators that uh, everyone's going to find pretty interesting. Uh, we've talked a little bit about our treasury works, where if transactions on our platform from our collections are dropped into there, people can claim it if they have revenue in empty staked, right? Sure. So we're going to have that process available to other projects. So another project can come to us and say, hey, we have this revenue thing. We want to use your platform. And they'll actually have a treasury page on our website. And their transactions will go through the same process ours do, and their holders will be able to connect their wallet and claim the same way that ours do. Exactly. That's right <laughs> up our alley. Oh, <laughs> you're speaking our language. Yeah, that's right <laughs> up our alley. Okay. All righty then. <laughs> cool. So as you can see, the, the fact that you, you launch with us or not has nothing to do with the fact of using any tools that we have available. And um, for example, what I was going to say is that sometimes projects have that feeling that you need to launch with a, a launch path to have priority in listing for the marketplace. If you don't launch with them, your marketplace listing will, will be ignored and it will take a lot of time. We don't do this. We don't care if you launched with us or not in terms of listing the, the project in the marketplace. As long as we have a request to list a project, if it's not a rug pull, it's going to be listed. It doesn't yep. matter if the project launched with us or not. So launching with us, it's because you want uh, the fact you want to you want to launch with us because it's a launch pad that it will not fail. It will not give a fail transactions and not because, oh, I have to launch with those guys or else they will put me on the side when I need other stuff. Their sentient welcomes everyone with open arms. Yep. We're all about community. Yeah. Yeah, that flexibility is really nice and it's it's good for everybody. It's good for you guys. It's good for you know project creators. It's good for users. So it's dope. It's dope. Thank you all. Thank you both for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Pleasure to um, be here. Yeah. Have have you guys already done a um I guess this is more of a question for Sam, but have you guys already done like a lot of load testing just to make sure that like, you know, we do. Yes. <laughs> so we actually issues before with uh, other platforms. For sure. So we actually <laughs> had what we call the beta stress test a few weeks back where we had uh, thousands of transactions go through in under a minute with no fails. And the way that we did this is we did uh, we did a set of 15 beta test cars that were called stress test. And we did prizes for people and we had like gold coin and a silver coin and copper coins come out of it that got people free NFTs and whitelists and stuff. So we could get as many people as possible to mint them as H quickly as possible. H-bar they were all of the, um, the prizes. Yep. And they were only a couple H-bar each. They were, they were cheap. They were literally just cheap as hell prizes, get as many people as possible. And then also those NFTs have, have uh, future utility as a complete set as well. Nice. So we got literally thousands of people. 
uh, in the first like minute of, of that uh, minute going live and we didn't have any problems. That's sure. incredible. And that was on mainnet, I assume. Or was Correct. that testnet? Mainnet. No, okay. that was on mainnet. And <laughs> that was actually in preparation for the uh, Koala Club bit that we did because they were going uh, to have a lot of attention and mint out really fast. We did a stress test specifically to test our platform in preparation for their mint so we wouldn't have any issues. We wanted to make awesome. sure that everything was ready to, to onboard a large project because they sold out yep. in under two minutes. So we had to make sure that uh, everything was going to work on launch day, and it did. Zero file transfers, yep. zero mistakes. So... Congratulations to that. Absolutely. Congrats. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, that's, that's another thing that's nice to see is the all the load testing being done. I know that uh, that Hashpack has been doing a lot of stuff lately with that, so we don't have another boon situation where everybody's trying to mint at the same time, and it would have sold out in like five seconds, but because everything was down, it took like 10 minutes to sell out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yep. exactly. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a part of that. It wasn't fun. <laughs> I don't know, no, especially being no, up that so was, early. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that's one of the moments of where your forehead veins really start to pop. Because you're like, come on, come on, yeah, just work, sure. please. <laughs> I just want a poon. Well, Corbin, okay, I have a, no other wait. questions. Mm-hmm. I don't either. Okay. If yeah, there's anything, Eli, Patricia, you would like to leave on a good note? By all means, if there's anything else you'd like to say. I'd just like to say we're happy to have been here for the podcast with you guys, and we hope the community continues to uh, use our platform and give us suggestions and uh, report any problems they have so we can fix them and evolve with them as we move forward. Honestly, I think you guys might be able to take the uh, the Tesla approach to marketing of where <laughs> it's just all word of mouth, and then it just starts to just... <laughs> And we've seen a lot of uh, more movement on the the marketplace just from the recent um, community yep. talk. So that's awesome for us. Yeah. And I, I want to say that this is something that I tell Sam uh, joking, uh, but we never know. I <laughs> always tell him now we need a, a sentient wallet. So maybe this is something that's going to be seen in 2023. We don't know. Maybe. Don't take this as an alpha, but who knows? <laughs> Mystery. Mystery indeed. Competition's always good. Yes, it's always good. <laughs> thank you both once again for coming on the Alt Kings podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. It's our pleasure. I look forward to everything that comes in 2023. It's going to be an exciting year for sure for everything in Hedera, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, Can't wait to, we to see everything that's going to happen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, this has been the Alt Kings podcast, and we will see you all next episode. Peace.